I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get back to your stories, your stories about what lockdowns did to your mental health, your substance abuse problems, suicide that affected your life. We are going to get back there. We've already done an hour of it in case you missed it. The whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. But before we get back to that, let's pause for a moment because it's time for Medal of Honor Monday. And for you new listeners, every single Monday, we take a Medal of Honor citation and we read it. That's it. There's absolutely not a thing in the world special about it. I don't have some special access. These are all for free, available to every single person online, every single one of them. You can do this. Maybe do this with your friends, with your children. If you're a teacher, maybe do this in your schools. You don't have to give me any credit for it. Take all the credit yourself. Life ain't about credit. Honor these men. Remember them. Remember their deeds. And remember... Culture, we talk a lot about culture and culture wars and culture. Culture is not complicated. Culture is simply what your society chooses to incentivize and what your society chooses to disincentivize. We as a, as a country have so much garbage out there now because that's what we incentivize. Don't you think these are the people we actually should incentivize? Ready? 
Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty as a demolition sergeant serving with the 21st Marines, 3rd Marine Division in action against enemy Japanese forces on Iwo Jima, Volcano Islands, the 23rd of February, 1945. By the way, this guy's name is Herschel Woodrow Woody Williams. Quick to volunteer his services when our tanks were maneuvering vainly to an open lane for the infantry through the network of reinforced concrete pillboxes, buried mines, and black volcano sands, Corporal Williams daringly went forward alone to attempt the reduction of devastating machine gun fire from the unyielding positions covered only by four riflemen. He fought desperately for four hours under terrific enemy small arms fire and repeatedly returned to his own lines to prepare demolition charges and obtain service flamethrowers, struggling back frequently to the rear of hostile emplacements to wipe out one position after another. On one occasion, he daringly mounted a pillbox to insert the nozzle of his flamethrower through the air vent, killing the occupants and silencing the gun. Gosh, this guy's a beast. On another, golly, this freaking guy, he grimly charged enemy riflemen who attempted to stop him with bayonets and destroyed them with the burst of flame from his weapon. His unyielding determination and extraordinary heroism in the face of ruthless enemy resistance were directly instrumental in neutralizing one of the most fanatically defended Japanese strong points encountered by his regiment and aided vitally in enabling his company to reach its objective. Corporal Williams' aggressive fighting spirit and valiant devotion to duty throughout his, this fiercely contested action sustain and enhance the highest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. Dag gone, son. <laughs> dude's out there. He's out there cooking Japanese dudes in pillboxes. What a piece. All right. Back to your stories. Yes, we can always we look. We can always pause for a moment and make fun of the insane people who run this country. Beginning today, as many as seven hundred and twenty thousand pregnant and postpartum people across the United States could be guaranteed Medicaid and Children's Health Insurance program coverage. Pregnant and postpartum people. Sorry, ladies. Guess it's not just you anymore. It can happen to any of us. Maybe Chris is pregnant. Jesse, huge fan and fellow commie hater. I love your honesty and humor. My daughter was president of ASB at her public middle school and doing very well overall. She was attempting her freshman year of high school. She was attending her freshman year of high school when the lockdown started. She was doing well in school, A's and B's, and enjoyed attending for the most part. She got to see her friends every day, which was the best part of it for her. I'm a single dad, and she has no brothers or sisters, so friends have been a major part of her life. We live in San Diego, so they took all these lockdown policies to the max. She didn't do well with home learning on a computer, and I would find her just sleeping through all her classes when I would do home surprise checkups from work. I struggled for her to, it, I struggled for her to take it seriously. I soon found out that most of her friends were doing the same. In, fra- in fact, many of her friends would sleep all day through their classes and then sleep and then spend all night up talking on video chats. I could see she was depressed and getting worse. 
This had an effect on me as well, but I always tried to stay strong for her and try to be positive and encouraging, even though I had hatred welling inside me all the time that they were doing this to our children for a virus that didn't affect kids, and it was all political. All the good private schools were open, but I can't afford any of that. Once school opened back up with masks, with social distancing, she returned but did not do well. It also didn't help that many of her favorite teachers were gone and replaced with worthless substitutes. I soon found her ditching all the time and soon not going to school all the t- at all. This was very difficult for me to police as there is no mother in the house and I work a full-time job. I also didn't want to push her too hard because I could see how unhappy she was all the time compared to my energetic, loving, and always positive daughter that I was used to. Later, I found out many of her friends were staying home as well, uninterested in going to school. I can only deduce that it is because the school system told them all to go to hell and that the school doesn't matter when they closed it down for a year for no good reason. They have no respect for school now. When the schools opened back up, they acted as if everything was peachy and we can just go back to normal, but they are sorely mistaken. They have no clue the damage they have done to our kids. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Jesse, the number of people I know who have committed suicide now is in the double figures. Three did away with themselves in the past week. Drug ODs and physical harm, all from COVID uprooting their lives. The anger I feel is eating me away. You are not alone. You are not alone with that anger. Just remember, just remember, don't let it eat away at you. Share it. You can share it with us. I'm doing this the whole show. We can share this with each other, all right? We can share that you are not alone. Do not feel that way. Jesse, my, bro- my kid brother struggled with depression for some time. We finally got him to see someone about it, and he was making good progress. Then the COVID lockdowns hit, and we were told he couldn't see his therapist for the foreseeable future. He regressed to the point of self-harm. I will never forget for as long as I live the day I found my little brother in his room with a utility blade in his hand and blood dripping down his arms. I am convinced that if I had not found him that day, he would be six feet under. Please don't say my name. I I will not in prayers for you and your kid brother. And let's let's hope that just becomes a scar, right? By the way, that reminds me. Just a heads up for everybody. Uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Maybe you're struggling right now. Maybe you know someone who is. It's 24 hours a day. 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 1-800-273-8255. Someone will pick up the phone. If you're not a talker, maybe you don't feel like talking, they have an online chat available for you. No, they're not a show sponsor or something. We just have to get the word out there. If you're a veteran, the VA has people who will hear you. But the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's the thing you can't take back. That's the thing that's permanent. Don't do that. All right? All right. Let me keep going here. We do Look, we do have to take a moment. We do have to take a moment. And, well, I just want you to listen I want you to listen to the transportation secretary, also known as Rear Admiral Pete Buckgig. I want you to listen to how busted up he is about your gas prices. Our country was better positioned to handle it 
than many others. So less dependent on foreign oil, and that protects us from shortages at, at fuel stations. But here's the thing to remember. Even if all of the oil we use in the USA were made in the USA, the price of it is still subject to powers and dynamics outside of the USA, which means that until we achieve a form of energy independence that is based on clean energy created here at home, American citizens will still be vulnerable to wild price hikes like we're seeing that's, of course, the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's just simply excited to make this country poorer and wipe out untold millions of people for some climate change grift that isn't true at all. Let's do remember. Let's do remember the people who lead this country and just how truly evil they are. All right. We are going to continue on with your stories, what these lockdowns did to your mental health, substance abuse problems, suicides. That's going to continue in a second. Now, we're talking a lot tonight about substance abuse. Did you know Mike Lindell of MyPillow? Did you know that's part of his story? Maybe you're struggling. Jesse, I'm drinking too much. Jesse, I'm on drugs. Jesse, I got no chance. Uh, MyPillow's the greatest betting company in the country, I would say. Probably the greatest betting company in the country built by Mike Lindell. Uh, Go look up Mike Lindell's history. He's happy to talk about it. Mike Lindell struggled hugely with substance abuse in his life. Just because you're down now doesn't mean you always are. Mike Lindell is living proof, all right? And also, doesn't hurt that they have Giza Dream Sheets 60% off. (laughs) Greatest freaking sheets ever, and they're 60% off. You can get them as low as $39.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and when you use the promo code JESSE, You get Giza Dream Sheets 60% off. Or maybe you're in your car. Call 800-845-0544. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we are doing a different Jesse Kelly Show tonight. Tonight, yeah, we have Medal of Honor Monday. But tonight we are telling the stories you sent me, the stories of what lockdowns did to your mental health, your substance abuse problems, stories of how suicide has gone into your life. And we are doing this, one, most importantly, so we can know we're not alone. So many write in and you can tell they feel like they're alone, isolated, alone, isolated, alone. You are not alone. If you are struggling People across this country are struggling for the same reasons you're struggling. You're not alone. And two, the people who did this to us must be held accountable. Not resignations, not firings, not apologies. Someone needs to go to prison. What about children who are between the ages of zero and and 12? And, um, you know, we have to treat them as unvaccinated. So yes, those children still do have to wear a mask um, to protect themselves. If the child, which obviously elementary school kids are not vaccinated, they should wear a mask. And I'd be almost guarantee that most of the schools are gonna say, you have to wear a mask. Every student wear a mask. It's that simple. What masks do is masks stop transmission. So universal masking is going to be very helpful to keep kids safe. We are not doing enough. We have these restrictions in place for a reason, but I think people may not be taking it seriously, as in schools are closed, 
but parents are still getting kids together for playdates. That shouldn't happen. No, your freedom shouldn't happen. Jesse, I'm turning 44 this year. I've struggled with depression since high school. An extreme introvert with parents who were emotionally distant and took little interest in their child. I've always felt very isolated and alone. I learned to mistrust pharmaceuticals at an early age and never allow myself to take antidepressants. Over the last decade, I've made great progress in improving my condition through a combination of self-help books, meditation, and support from my incredible husband. Therapy also helped, but once I found a practitioner that wasn't in Big Pharma's pocket and didn't constantly try to push drugs on me. By the time I turned 40, I was finally in a place where I could easily keep my head above water. I no longer went into deep depressions where I would want to do nothing but sleep and sometimes even thought of just killing myself to end the misery. I was doing really well. Then the insanity with COVID and the communist takeover happened. I'm back to a place where I'm struggling to keep my head above water. I walk through my days listless, not sure if it's worth it to keep going. I continue moving forward because I haven't yet lost hope that it will get better, but every day is like climbing a cliff that has no top. I cling precariously to sanity, knowing that if I fall, I'm doomed, but tempted just to give up and let go. I'm deeply thankful for my husband's unfailing patience, support, and love, and I'm thankful for your show. I can listen to it and keep abreast of world events without being shoved deeper into a depression. Thank you, thank you for keeping things light and making me laugh. It helps me more than you will ever know. Well, there. That's for you. And by the way, if you're climbing that cliff every day, keep climbing. It does have a top. You found it before. Took you a while, but you found it before. Keep going. Keep going. Jesse, I'm a Texas police officer, and I can't say too much about this case. Oh, gosh, this one kills me. Jesse, I'm a police officer, and I can't say too much about this case because it's still being adjudicated. But the worst example I saw of how COVID affected someone is a little disabled girl that was seven years old who died. She had medical problems already, but with proper care, she was expected to live a relatively long life. Her health began deteriorating during lockdowns. Her parents were terrified to take her to the hospital because of all the mass hysteria over the supposed deadly dangers of COVID. They didn't want to expose her or themselves or their other children to COVID by going to the hospital. So instead, they called a doctor. They called their doctor in. I don't want to give away the country. It's a separate country. Okay. Who told them to take her to the hospital. They refused and instead watched her wither away over the course of a week until she died. As cops, we see a lot of horrific things and you become numb to it, but I've never felt so much anger towards the media for how they exaggerated the dangers of COVID, and that's saying a lot because the media has been lying about us since Ferguson. Appreciate the show. You can use my first name. Please don't use my last name if you read this on the air. Brother, I'm not going to use actually any of your names just in case. I mean, just, just we don't need to be messing with, with that and you. On Friday, you asked to hear from people affected by COVID lockdowns. Ugh. I lost a brother to suicide and my mother due to inactivity and stress. My brother started drinking very heavily in the spring of 2020 and took his own life in late July. My 89-year-old mother, while being locked up tight in independent living, had to hear the news that her son had killed himself. 
She had stayed very active for her age, but the facility locked down tight to where they couldn't leave their rooms and could not have visitors. Quote, end of life care, end quote, was the only time family was allowed to visit. Obviously, this is a short story for both of them, but I think you get the point. I would prefer my name not be used. I've always struggled with drinking. During lockdown, I tried to drink myself out of existence. I wound up with seizures in a hospital for a week. My wife and seven kids had to sit in the car outside the hospital while I dealt with it alone while I needed them the most. I actually broke out and ran away until my wife caught me and took me back. I got better, but a lot of people didn't. Those of us struggling with addiction really appreciate your encouragement to get help. Just bought two hero guns and about to try my first jelly, Jesse Kelly burger. Sounds like crap, but I'll try it. <laughs> he says, if you read it, if you read it, you can't read my name. I won't read your name, buddy. Look, hey, go enjoy the world famous Jesse Kelly burger, Chris. What? The Jesse Kelly burger turns lives around, Chris. If I remember right. I think, yes, I gave out my Jesse Kelly burger recipe on my TV special we did last week on the first TV. Go download the first TV app and watch my special. Enjoy a video version of the greatest freaking burgers ever. Until then, we have to get back because we have to tell your stories. This is what they did to us. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday, kind of a different Monday. Let's let's do keep in mind there are also other things going on in the world. We're going to get back to your stories here. Here's a little breaking news. Chris, we need to replace something on the soundboard. I think we can replace I think we can replace the pistol cock sound. It's look the, yeah, it's a weak cock or the pistol shoot. The pistol cock, it's a weak cock, that's a weak shoot. Let's replace that sound. We need some kind of breaking news thing for when I'm a journalist. You know, something, what? Sometimes I'm an important journalist. And all right, da, 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 da. we can't use that one. Although I think, I think Dan Patrick on his sports show uses that one. So we got to find a better one. Anyway, da, 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 da. it's me, journalist Jesse here. I have extra gel in my hair. And the headline is deadlock. Senate Judiciary Committee votes 11 to 11 on confirmation of Biden's Supreme Court pick. Now, maybe you're celebrating because that psychopath, you think she's not going to still be on the Supreme Court. Well, here's directly from the article. Quote, the party line 11 to 11 tie in committee means Jackson won't get a favorable recommendation for her nomination to go to the floor. But Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer can call a floor vote likely later today on a motion to discharge Jackson from the Judiciary Committee. Essentially, this is it, it's just going to be more symbolic than anything else. There's no way they're going to let Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee fail. These are not people who worry about child predators. She spent a lifetime turning them loose on purpose. They're going to find a way to get this woman through. They just simply are. So that's one thing. Another thing. Former Obama economic advisor Larry Summers, he didn't paint a very rosy picture. Is it a certainty that we'll see a recession in the next two, three years? No. Is it more likely than not that we will see a recession in the next two years? I don't see how anybody can look at either the historical experience or what markets are predicting and not think that it's 50-50 better than 50-50 
that a recession will start sometime within the next two years. Okay. That doesn't seem good. <laughs> that doesn't seem good at all. Look, I I don't even mean to laugh, but doesn't it doesn't it all just seem so awful? I mean, someone dug it up. I wish I could give credit to whoever dug it up, but someone dug up. I think this was Saturday Night Live from 1978. Listen to this comedy skit from 1978 and listen to how much more educated Americans must have been back then to the issues and issues on things like inflation and what causes it. Listen to this. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation cost losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now, you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, Hi, this is Gemma. Roll off some of them 20s. Print up a couple of thousand sheets of those century notes. Sure, the glut of dollars will cause even more inflation, but who cares? Everybody will be a million. 1978, that was comedy. Today, that's policy. How about that? How about that? Back to your stories. Again, tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show, the entire show is going to be your stories. Lockdowns. If you suffered from mental health, substance abuse, suicide, God forbid, somewhere in your family, that's what we're reading tonight. That's what we're going through. Jesse. While she handled as well as anyone, my 98-year-old grandmother, who was a veteran of World War II, was locked down in a veteran's home, unable to see her family during her mental health decline due to her age. At times, they were not even allowed to see other residents at all. Wife was forced to get the vax to keep her job of 20 years, had miscarriages and myocarditis ever since. My cousin was dying, and the hospital would only let one of us in the room. After he passed, the funeral forced us to wear masks and we weren't allowed to watch them bury him because of COVID. None of us were sick. Hello, Jesse. First, I want to thank you for continuing to expose the catastrophic effects of these last two years of unwarranted lockdowns on our children. I have a 13-year-old son who appears to be on the autism spectrum. Oh, these, these poor special needs parents. Not, not, not because you have a special needs child for what's been done to your special needs child the last two years. The special needs parents have, and, and kids more accurately have suffered the most. It's so freaking unjust. Before the school closures, he was in a once-a-week special class at school assisting him with social issues. We were beginning to see progress. During the last two years, he's been unable to play with any other children as our few friends have been scared with the whole COVID thing. I'm not going to say his name. Um, he is an only child and has now gone backwards. He's now addicted to video games, which is probably our fault, but the majority of the time he has nothing else to do, so we've allowed him too much to play. He is now completely paranoid about germs, even though we've protected him from the barrage of media hype. He also has allergies and sensory issues and totally freaks out about masks, so I'm not even able to take him into stores. We definitely need to hold these evil Fauci types accountable. Thank you for again. Thank you again for continuing to expose these. I can't use that word that he used, but I understand it completely. It is not right. 
You know what? We're, we're going to pause for just a moment. I, I promised you we were going to talk about the mob hitman. I just have to go over this really quickly. Dominic Tadeo did not return to a halfway house in Florida earlier this week. After decades in prison and less than a year before his likely release, Dominic Tadeo apparently decided he couldn't wait to get out. A convicted hitman for the mafia in upstate New York seemingly restarted his criminal career earlier this week after escaping custody in Florida, according to the Federal Bureau of Prisons. This is what the wildest part about this for me. Mr. Tadeo, 64, has been, until recently, an inmate at a medium security correctional facility. On Monday, after an authorized appointment, he did not return, according to a prison bureau, and was officially declared as having escaped. I just want to say, it goes on to talk about how he got into crime at the age of 16, 16 years old. It is so wild how many of these career criminals you see the, who are criminals late in life, right? 64? I mean, that's like my dad's age. I think my mom is 64. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to these things, but that's a 64. And this dude's out there escaping prison on a murder beef. And it is amazing to me how often these guys turn out to have gotten started when they were kids. 16. Man, I wasn't even a good kid. I would skip class, didn't study. I mean, I was a bad kid, especially later on. And I wasn't stabbing people at the age of 16. It's just so wild to me. Look, you know who else is wild too? Klaus Schwab. Because Klaus Schwab, he uh, he couldn't imagine murder on such a small scale. Our country, our country was better positioned. That's Rear Admiral Buttkick. No, I'm talking about Schwab. To limit global warming, you are demanding to halt to coal, oil, and gas exploration, to the development and to the financing of this exploration. As well, you are asking firms to replace any corporate board directors who is unwilling to transition to cleaner energy sources. Born in Germany in 1938. I just want to also say, um, if we halted oil and gas exploration, which is what he's calling for, that would kill more people than Stalin, Mao, and Hitler combined. Just want to make sure everyone understands that. That's, that's the consequences of that. And he's calling for it to be forced on people. Think about that. Now, we're going to get back to your stories. The stories of what COVID lockdowns did to you in a second. And if you're concerned about what Klaus Schwab just said about how he wants them to take over the corporate boards... And how you've seen all that stuff from all these corporations out there who've all of a sudden gone crazy and you can't figure out why. Why Why are they going crazy? What happened? I saw Oreos. Oreos put out an ad today. We're actually going to play that for you. If you don't understand why, it's because the heads of these corporations don't share your values. When I talk to you about Pure Talk, your cell phone provider, if it's not Pure Talk, does not share your values. Switch to Pure Talk so you don't have filth that you're paying for. The average family saves over $800 a year. They're on the exact same 5G network as one of the big guys, and it takes less than 10 minutes to switch. Keep your phone. Keep your number. It's all done by phone and through the mail. It's cake from your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. 
and that'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we are doing, I know, a heavier, different kind of a show tonight. Tonight, we are telling your stories, the stories you emailed in, stories about how lockdowns destroyed your mental health, caused you to suffer substance abuse, suicide problems. These stories deserve to be told. People need to know they're not alone, and we need a reckoning for the people who cause these things. I cannot believe the things I hear out there right now. We got a 16-year-old grandma going back to work. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, my daughter died three years ago, so I married. 70-year-old grandma. Uh, 16-year-old grandma. Boy, that would be, man, that would be awkward. I'm helping to support my granddaughter. Uh, at 70 years old, I've now had to go back to work as a registered nurse in order to help her because the prices of food are triple what they were. 70 years old, going back. Golly, that's so freaking unjust. And again, I'm going to keep playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it. These people did this. These things didn't happen. People did this. People with names. What about children who are between the ages of zero and and 12? And, um, you know, we have to treat them as unvaccinated. So, yes, those children still do have to wear a mask um, to protect themselves. If the child, which obviously elementary school kids are not vaccinated, they should wear a mask. And I'd be almost guarantee that most of the schools are going to say you have to wear a mask. Every student wear a mask. It's that simple. What masks do is masks stop transmission. So universal masking is going to be very helpful to keep kids safe. We are not doing enough. We have these restrictions in place for a reason, but I think people may not be taking it seriously, as in schools are closed, but parents are still getting kids together for playdates. That shouldn't happen. Those people have names. That's Dr. Witch. That's Dr. Fauci. CDC Director Walensky. Do I need need to remind you when I read all this that we just had it exposed to us that the Center for Disease Control worked very closely with the teachers' unions to keep masks on kids, to keep lockdowns in place. The Center for Disease Control worked with the biggest Democrat union to keep abusing your kids. These were the results. Hi, Jesse. You asked for stories how the last two years have affected mental health. We have an 18-year-old who was recently diagnosed with clinical depression. His attempts at junior college failed as he was not allowed to have in-class studies and he needed to have the college experience. His final year in high school was was dismal with classes being held as hybrid classes. His grades dropped and he finally admitted to cheating just to get better grades in certain classes to graduate. He had always been a strong student prior to the lockdown. Some of his friends weren't allowed to have contact with anyone. We weren't going to do that to our son. I said, bring your friends here to our house. No masks, and everyone gets a hug from mom. A few kids kept coming over, but eventually they just started playing on the computer instead of hanging out in person. He was diagnosed with depression after embellishing a story in which he was the hero, but it was most likely a lie. He knows the value of truth in our home, and when asked why he did it, he said, quote, I just wanted to feel like I was making a difference. 
I wanted to feel better about myself and make the bad stuff that is happening better. He currently holds a full-time job but is struggling every minute of every day. That is not my child. He has become someone I barely recognize and it breaks my heart. Jesse, I hate, hate, hate what has been done to our kids and I feel like just trying to maintain normal in some tailspin. As a parent, how do you look your kid in the eye and tell them everything is going to be okay when we don't believe it? The parents who have folded to the mandates and vaccines seem to be stupidly happiest, and I'm afraid that those are the people who are going to forget what has been done to all of us the last two years. What has been done to our children will reverberate for years, and it doesn't look good for the future. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Stay strong in your determination not to let this go and share the stories we are all suffering through. There is too much pain to just cast this experiment aside and pretend like everything is back to normal. It is not. If you read this on the air, please don't say my name. All right. Look, you got an 18-year-old skidded off sideways a little bit because of all the insanity. One. Do you know what I was doing when I was 18 years old? You want to know what I was doing? I left high school and I went to college. I graduated high school like half a year early. It's just because I started half a year early. Believe me, I didn't <laughs> believe me. I was not that great of a student, but I ended up in college. And I've told you before, everyone knows this, that I went to Montana State right after I graduated high school and I got a 0.0 grade point average my first semester in, in college that is i look i think we still have the transcript up online up on our website but that is not a radio bit that's real you can go look at the transcript 0.0 do you know that i was so lazy unambitious and just generally worthless as an 18 year old that i had multiple finals i chose not to attend you know, in some of those classes, the final is like half your grade. And I would wake up oftentimes at like two in the afternoon and just say, nah, I'm not going and not go to finals. Now, obviously, that's not exactly something I want for my children or your children. But that is to say, you know, you know being not exactly squared away when you're 18 or skidding sideways a bit when you're 18 is not a life sentence. It's a temporary thing. Brains are still developing. Uh, if you're, Your kid's going through it. He's 18, depressed. He's Look, he has a job, right? He's grinding, getting it done. Uh, just hang with him, all right? Hang with him. Just hang with him. Hey, look, hey, shout out to the president when he was talking about Protecting kids. No, not that president, the good one. The American people will not sit idly by and allow our children to be indoctrinated, segregated, and mutilated by the lunatic left. Yeah. Let's try to get back to a country where we don't ritually abuse our children, huh? All right. Now, we, we have a lot more. We have an hour of these stories still to go, and we are going to tell these stories but let's also make sure we're focusing on important things too. Well, other important things. Your personal protection. I get, I get stories every single day about Jesse. My neighborhood's getting dangerous. Jesse, I, I, I'm starting to have to 
take all the valuables out of my car. Jesse, I want to move out of here. Jesse, I'm scared. And I'm look, I'm not here to tell you don't be scared. A lot of these places, especially the bigger cities, are really getting dangerous. But really everywhere, danger's never far away. Get a hero gun. Get one for yourself, for your spouse. Definitely get one for your daughter, your son who's away from home. Maybe your mom, your father. It's a non-lethal gun. Anyone can use it. You don't have to be a gun guy like I am to use a hero gun. It's got a laser sight on it. just takes a couple minutes to learn how to use. It'll save lives. Shoots these chemical pepper balls that will save lives. Does not require a concealed carry permit either. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE for a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.